Hey, this is Chris Rollins, president of Rollins Performance Group. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. So perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I've got a wonderful guest with me. His name is Chris Rollins. He's the president of Rollins Performance Group Incorporated, and his focus is on developing the foundational principles of effective communication, leadership, and sales skills. He's an international trainer and speaker who ignites and inspires his audiences to embrace the possibilities available to them by encouraging them to challenge in-the-box ideas and concepts in order to achieve out-of-the-box results. Chris, my friend, a massive welcome to you. Thank you, Dennis. Pleasure to be with you and your audience today as well. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's great. Great to have you here. Now, Chris, I've given the audience a little bit of a background about you, but first of all, whereabouts are you in the world today? (laughs) Based in Arkansas, so southern central U.S. Yep, cool. Okay, that's good. Very good. So he's in the U.S., of course, and as listeners know, I'm in New Zealand, so just wonderful to use technology to be able to talk about leadership is changing as we go through. Chris, as I've given the listeners a brief background about you, tell us a little bit more about you. Anything else we should know? Well, you know, Dennis, I was, the terms we use, I was a military brat when I was young. So I grew up in a military family. I ended up in the military. I was an M1 tank commander in the army and, you know, really left when I left the military and started in my corporate career, which obviously led to a lot of what I'm doing today. uh, I ended up in the rental industry for about 16 years overseeing sales and operations. So dealt with a lot of that in large organizations in the rental industry. The company Melissa and I run today, Rollins Performance Group, is now in our 10th year of business somehow. I don't know how that happened. But so we've been doing this for going on 10 years where we work with people just to develop their communication skills and sales and leadership. Yeah, great. And I, and, I, and I know Melissa as well, wonderful couple listeners who always give so much to people, which is brilliant to know and experience as well. So uh, Chris, this is all about leadership is changing and so forth. So how did you get into leadership? <laughs> I love this question, Dennis. And it's funny, just well, how'd you get into leadership? Here's why I love this question. I think as simple as it is, it's so often misunderstood. I would have answered this question so differently uh-huh. 30 years ago, right? Because here you were, you were in the military, became a tank commander, you know, you're running and gunning, getting results, getting things done, leading. But as you and I both know, at that time, a lot of it was really positional leadership. What I thought was leadership. Mm. Probably when I look back at it though, now 
I can't say, oh, I got into leadership as a you know young soldier in the army and leading groups of people. I really didn't get into leadership until probably 15 years, maybe you know, 15, 16 years ago, when someone handed me a copy of the book, Good to Great, which literally was the book that changed my thinking. And I thought, oh, wow, I've been doing this wrong. I've been achieving great results, but that's not leadership until I can help my teams begin to achieve great results. So what I thought was 30 years ago when I got into leadership really was a journey for me that began probably 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, and I think that's the key word that you just used there, which is it's a journey. And for listeners, it's not about you taking a red pill, a blue pill, and da-da, <laughs> you're the leader anymore. Right? Chris and I know that it does. it is a journey, right? And you are going to learn things, and you're going to evolve over time and bring different things as well, and different scenarios, different situations. But you're right. It's about an awareness of actually understanding what you bring to the table, and then how do you take that and move forward. So really interesting to see. Mm. And I love the book, Good to Great. It's a great book, right? Absolutely. A classic, no doubt. A classic. And listeners, if you haven't read it already, we would highly recommend that you go and read Jim Collins's book, Good to Great. It's a, it's a wonderful book. And notice what Chris said. It helped him change his thinking. And uh, be aware, listeners, as you go to read that book, it will change your thinking, but it's a wonderful one to, to check out for sure. Now, Chris, you may have several here, but I'm going to ask you to think about what's your one leader. Now, this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? <laughs> I know, you know, Dennis, we could probably rattle off some greats that we really think about. But funny enough, when I really think in my personal life of those that impacted me the most, and I know you say, who's your favorite? I would do a disservice if I didn't say the two people that really impacted me personally and professionally the most. The first really was my first sergeant when I was in the military because, in fact, I, I found him just a few years ago, right back before the day and age of social media, when I was in, in the eighties and the nineties. And, you know, we connected and hadn't spoken in years. And I told him, I said, I owe you so many things today that when I was a young guy and you'd ride my case, I probably was mad at you half the time for, and I did not know what you were helping me do, but he refused to allow me to perform at less than my potential was, even if it was better than other people's around me, right? He said, you're better than this, and I'm going to push you. I didn't appreciate it then. I'm so appreciative of it now. In my corporate career, when I transitioned, probably the greatest mentor I had was a VP of mine, and we still talk occasionally today, who really helped me shift, begin that shift in that mindset, as I talked about, from understanding, hey, Chris, this is not about you. In fact, one day he actually said to me, Dennis, hey, Chris, this is not the army. Your employees do not have to come back to work tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I thought, what? I was mad when he said it. And then I said, oh, my goodness, what a light bulb moment when I had to learn that, mm. yeah, they don't have to do this. They choose to follow us. And only when they choose to follow us can we truly be leaders. Without their influence, there's no way I would be where I am today. Yeah. And that choice is really amazing. Uh, but you've mentioned a few times that word about mindset. And in, in my introduction of you to our listeners, we talk about the inbox ideas and concepts to achieving the out-of-the-box results. And I think a lot of the inbox is around the mindset. Would that be right? Oh, totally. It's the foundation. When I often talk to people about their map to achieving sustainable results, the M in my map is the mindset. If the mindset is not right, you've lost before you've taken the first step of the journey. Yeah, awesome. Now let's talk about mindset. And it's something about you personally, because I got, I really admire what Chris has just done recently, listeners. He has gone and lost 
weight and he has gone and actually becoming this, what I call a corporate athlete, whereby he's he's done things. But a lot of that probably would have been around the my scent as well, Chris. Do you, want, do you mind sharing? I mean, I've just already said to the listeners what's happened here, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's just a really, really important thing for us because I think a lot of leaders need to be in a position whereby they are fit, they are, they're in a really good shape. Because I don't know many high-performing leaders who right. aren't, right? You know, Dennis, I was fit all my life. Again, you know, from the military time, always been an exercise guy, everything else. But, you know, unfortunately, just over a period of time, as you know, Dennis, we don't wake up, flip the switch and decide to do this. It creeps up on us, right? Yes. And and I was so busy running our business, taking care of my parents who we were taking care of for a while. I mean, they're gone now, but we were doing all that. And, you know, funny enough, uh, Melissa had shared some pictures with me one day. She said, Oh, I took these pictures while you were up doing, I was doing a training. She's like, yeah, I thought you'd see these pictures I snapped of you while you were up there today. And I went, no, 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 <laughs> we're not putting that guy up on the website. Right. And I <laughs> said, what the heck happened? Right. I mean, it happened so slowly. You didn't even realize it happened. So yes, I made a decision that said, how am I going to encourage and challenge people to be high performers when I look at myself and say, am, am I being authentic and true to what I'm challenging them to do? And that was 70 pounds ago, right? This year I've dropped 70 pounds and I'm back to my ideal weight, back to what I was, you know, years ago. I'm back doing my insanity workouts and all those crazy things, but I feel better. I have more energy and truly I believe it helps me show up and serve my clients at a higher level as well. And I'm about to be a grandfather. Let me say this, Dennis. I'm about, Melissa and I are about to be grandparents. I know we can actually officially announce that now here soon. So our son and his wife are uh-huh. pregnant with our first grandbaby. And it's going to allow us to be present as they grow up as well. So, oh, oh man, that is so special. Fantastic. Congratulations. That's wonderful to, to hear that you and Melissa are going to be grandparents. And that is very special. And huge congratulations on that. So for our listeners, 70 pounds in the US, but uh, for KGs, it's about 31 kilograms as well. So that is massive. Now, you think about it, team. Is When we used to travel around the world, when we used to do that, you think about a suitcase would average between <laughs> 20 to 23 kilos would be a suitcase. So if you take one and a half suitcases, that is what Chris has released. And it's, it's amazing. So you're so right. It, it does come down to that and, and it's huge, right? So yeah. I love that you just said it, how much I've released, right? I, I do tell Melissa, I refuse to lose it. We are not wired to lose as human beings. Mm. In fact, I often say God did not create us to lose. He created us to grow and expand. Therefore, we will always subconsciously seek to find something we've lost. I said, let that go. Find health, find vitality, find energy, find the ability to be, like I said, fully present at the highest level so that you can now serve people better than you ever could at the point before. And that's funny when you said that word, without that, that's part of the mindset piece. I know people say, eh, it's just a play on words. I don't think it is. I think it's a mindset that's critical. Yep. And I think it's also about what we go through in life and how we have challenges. And then it's about I could say release or letting go. It's about not hanging on to that baggage. It's, it's actually letting go. So see the baggage, the, the suitcases, <laughs> it's all related, right? So it's actually quite interesting. But I, once again, Chris, I've got to really admire what you've done. And it's great to see. I don't know if you know, but about 
two years, oh no, almost three years ago, I got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And I was like, what? And they went, well, you're just over the threshold. And I'm like, really? So I've lost weight. I mean, I and I went and lost about 12, 15 pounds, something like that. Massive difference, right? And it's, it's so important for us. And do I have more to go? Of course. And will I keep working? Of course. And, you know, uh, birthday yesterday, and got my new boxing gloves that I have. And I got given some new ones because my hands were starting to hurt because of the old ones have worn out. And fantastic. And it's that kind of stuff. Do you, do you exercise regularly? Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Extremely. Six, seven days a week. Yes. Oh, wow. Good man. Oh, that's awesome. Very good. So there you go, listeners. Our exercises on a regular basis, careful about what you're eating, having that right mindset, which is really important. So did we cover off the favorite leader? Yes, sir. Alive in history and... And all that. Yep. Cool. Now, the show is called Leadership is Changing. And the show is that. That's the title, that statement. When we when I mentioned that, Chris, what does that mean to you? You know, I, what I love about that, and I remember when I first saw you launch this podcast, Dennis, and, and have seen what you've done with it and have been so proud to see everything you've done as it's grown. But when I really think about leadership is changing, there is an evolution that has to happen. That's mm. natural and it's a part of the process. In fact, I don't believe you can have leadership without change because ultimately leadership is about helping people achieve their true potential that already exists on the inside of them, helping them flesh that out. Take it from seedling form, as I like to say, right? I, I could take a, a seed on the mantle. The tree is there, but it's not produced yet. And, and we have to help people see that shift, that transition they're going to take in order to do that. In fact, when we say change, Dennis, you know, a lot of people cringe when you say that word. And I tell people, count the letters with me. There are six letters in the word change. It's not a four letter word. But even <laughs> though you know, most audiences, it's really funny when, you know, I would be in front of audiences often and ask who wants to have a better year next year? Then you had this year. Almost 100% of the hands will go up in the audience. Now, when you ask the question about who wants to change, eh, you might be lucky to get 30%, right? But ultimately, by definition, you cannot have better without change because better implies something different than where you are now. So when I think of leadership as changing, it's about really inspiring other people to leave their present state of being, even if it's good to chase something that's great, right? The premise of good to great, sustainability and sustainable growth. That's what leadership is changing is all about to me. Oh, I love it. Listeners, if you're not taking notes, you should be. If you're driving, pull over, take some notes. That is awesome stuff that Chris is sharing with us. And so unflesh their potential, bring it out. There's the seedlings and, and work on it. And I love it. You can't have leadership without change. It has to happen. And Chris, what I say in my opening of the show and the episodes, and that is, if we are not changing quick enough, we run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. And we need to change team and we need to move forward. But only not only that, your organization, your customers, your stakeholders, your team, they deserve leadership that is world-class and you need to change and we all need to change to enable that to happen. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Mm. Now, Chris, you and I live in a world, and we all live in a world that's changing so fast. Yes. Technology, social, business, everything. What makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? Well, obviously, as we talk about the adjustment, what you made the comment about a moment ago with the rapid changes, the thing we all have to be aware of, Dennis, is today's excellence 
is tomorrow's average. So we cannot get stuck in an area where even if you and I, Dennis, were to perfect the mod, let's just assume we could get on here and perfect it. People would say, oh, it's perfect. Don't mess with it now, right? Today's perfection would be outdated tomorrow. So it constantly has to continue to shift. So I truly believe for a leader to be successful in today's rapid change economy that we live in today requires four things, and I'll be quick with them, but I, I don't believe I can answer this question without saying four. They truly have to be relatable. It's one mm. of the flaws that I see so many times in people in leadership roles. We clarify the difference in a leadership role and a leader because they'll come in and say, this is who I am. You're responsible to deal with me. You know my leadership style. You know how I communicate. You do all that. Ultimately, you know, why should I adapt to them? I'm the leader. Mm. Well, as a parent, we adapt to our kids too. You know, who's the adult in the room? Be the one that acts like the adult, right? Don't expect the three-year-old kid to act like an adult. They're not an adult. Well, as the leader, we need to learn to relate to those around us in order to really build that connection. Leaders have to be encouraging, right? It's not good enough just to achieve a result anymore. I love what Jack Welch once said. You're probably familiar with the statement. Before you're a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. That is that shift in mentality. When I said 30 years ago, I would have thought I was a leader because I had great results. Today, mm. if I want to measure my leadership, it's what results was I able to help someone else achieve? I'm a producer if I produce results. I'm a leader when I help others produce results. And we have to take the effort to encourage people to do that. We have to be adaptable. Funny enough, there you, you talk about the change. How many times do leaders get stuck in this way of saying, this is what we're doing. We're not shifting. You have to adjust and adapt or die. The smartphone industry, Dennis, is a perfect example. They launched the newest phone. They launched the newest operating system. They're already working on the next iteration. They're never complacent and sitting on their laurels. If they do, God forbid I even say this term, but if they do, they become the Blackberry of the world, right? There was the day when someone said, nope, we don't need to change. We'll keep our physical keyboards. I get it. That's what they do. And the last is this. If leaders want to remain relevant in this environment, they have to be learners. You never arrive at leadership. That's a place. Leadership is a journey, not a destination. The day you stop learning is the day you stop earning the right to lead other people. Very, very good. Oh, that's awesome, man. So the four things are relatable. Second mm -hmm. one would be encouraging. Third one is adaptable. And the fourth one is learning. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Well, being a learner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, cool. And so I love this piece. Never become complacent. We have seen so many, as you see, BlackBerry, Kodak. We've seen so many things like that, right? People have become complacent. It's not just organizations. It's leaders as well. Never become complacent or uh, leaders, listeners. I think that's so important. Chris, love you sharing that. That's, that's awesome, man. Now, you and I have been talking about leadership and we've been talking about it from the lens of a leader. Let's switch gears now and let's start talking about it, looking at it through the lens of an employee. How's employees' expectations of leaders changed? You know, years ago when we had the this leadership by control mentality, it was do it because I say. That is totally something that when people say, I know it's shifting today and oh, people expect your leaders to be touchy-feely, right? I love it when someone says that. Uh, or God forbid, Dennis, they call it the soft skill. 
which is a whole different conversation. I say, why, why do you call communication a soft skill? It's the number one reason you turn over employees because they can't communicate with other people. So I would say it's a pretty hard skill and one you should invest in. But what the employees are looking for from their leaders today and what they expect is to truly, and I guess truly would be the statement there, know that their leaders care about them. That's not too much. And again, I'm not saying you're here to make everyone happy all day, every day and running around doing that, but you truly have their best interest at heart. So what happens is the leader that's able to meet an employee's expectation would be connecting with them and saying, hey, John Doe, hey, Jane Doe, what are your personal goals that you are seeking to accomplish and allow them to share? Say, that's amazing. Now, these are the corporate goals. When I can help you tie the two together and help you understand how accomplishing A will help you accomplish B, we both get what we want and we bridge the gap that's often, you know, the, the disconnect, so to speak, with where the, the environment is to where the employee is. When we do that, the employees would look at us as leaders and say, that's what I needed. And we've met their need. And the employees are right to expect that of us as leaders today. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, great points because, and I, and I like that bridging the gap. It's between what they as individuals, what their goals are versus what the organization wants to do. Because I think for a lot of us, we have the, the large organizations in particular push their goals down people's throats, if I can put it that way. And, mm-hmm. and people are like, well, what does this mean? I don't even understand what it means because I'm on a daily basis doing these things in my role. But what does that mean? And I'm not part of that bigger strategy or those bigger goals, am I? And they are because it's really important. It's just they don't relate to it or understand it. And I think a lot of it too is because, Chris, that these leaders don't understand it themselves, so they're not talking about it enough, relating it. And then they're going back to your another analogy before, they're worrying about themselves as leaders rather than thinking about the team. And I think a lot of it is about not you being self-conscious, it's about being audience conscious. And if you can look after that, take people in their personal goals, helping about, you know, being caring about them and having their best interests at heart is really important. You know, you mentioned before about soft skills and hard skills. There's an episode I've done of an interview with Phil Holden is his, his name and he's a chairman of boards and things like that. And we talked about that. Uh, soft skills are hard skills. And yeah, and so even though they're soft skills, they're hard to do. And, and it's really quite interesting to, to, to see that for sure. I'm going to ask you to get your crystal ball out here now. We're going to talk about the future. Where do you see leadership being in five years? Yeah, Dennis, it, it's interesting. The answer to that question I believe is very different today than it even would have been two years ago. Uh, because obviously what we've dealt with in the world over the, the past two years, right? Since, since 2020. And here was the big shift. The virtual environment that so many of us live in today has shifted change from evolutionary to revolutionary. And so the big shift in leadership is if you, we, we often think of the corporate hierarchy and the structure. You have the, you know, the front line, customer facing employees, et cetera. So the individuals, you have someone in a supervisory role, you have a management role. We move into multi unit management levels, et cetera. Now here's what happens. The multi unit management level has to learn a skill that people under them don't. They have to be able to lead people that they're not always physically able to go put their hands on and connect with. That is a skill set at that level and above that needs to be mastered for someone to be a good leader. What happens though is the level below them, the, that front level, as I would say in my industry, all of my store managers, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Each one would run a store. And if I had 19 stores, Hey guys, I can only be in one place at a time, but you can pretty much go put your hands on any employee. Not, but you know what I mean. 
but I you mean. can go physically reach out to them. And what this environment has done has shifted to where now that so many things are moving into a virtual space and much of it is going to remain that way, it is now causing that next level down to need to learn the skill set of leading people virtually, almost that multi-unit leadership skill set that at their level organizationally has never even been focused on. So there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that need to learn this skill set. I think what it's going to do is shift leadership at a lower level, so to speak. And I think the lower levels we can shift leadership, the better off we are. Leadership is not reserved for the people at the top of the pyramid. Leadership needs to filter all the way to the bottom. As you know, as well as I do, it's influence, not a title, right? So we are literally going to enforce just by design and the the environment we're in leadership now at another level where we're able to lead people across the board, uh, even when we're not physically with them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's our, our footprint or exposure and impact has actually increased because it's virtual now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's totally different. And it's uh, been an interesting two years. And it'll be interesting to see where we go in the next five years for sure. And uh, it's pretty cool. So, Chris, brilliant stuff. Hey, um, thank you for joining us on today's show, Chris. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where, where should they go? Of course, they can always connect with me on LinkedIn. Chris Rollins, I am pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. I'm a heavy LinkedIn user. They can go to our website at rollinsperformancegroup.com. Simple enough. They can find all out anything they need about us from there. Brilliant. Chris, really enjoyed this conversation with you today. Once again, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dennis. Listeners, I, uh, check out our Facebook group and our LinkedIn page if you haven't already done that. Uh, we would love to see you on those platforms and feel free to bring you along your friends and your family and network. It's a wonderful area where we talk about leadership is changing. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being released, download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 